Welcome into the Paul Kuharski podcast. Getting ready for Titans versus Bears Sunday at Nissan Stadium. A big one between two teams not playing their best football right now. Trying not to fall to five and three. Big difference between that and six and two. Titans have lost two straight. We're going to hit on cornerback issues here. We're going to hit on third down defense. We're going to hit on outside linebackers. And then I'm going to throw some numbers of note at you. So my final thoughts before this game, cornerback issues. Listen, we do not know about Adoree Jackson. There is no guarantee that he is going to be activated and play before uh, play this game. And uh, this is a couple weeks in a row now where we've been presuming that he's going to be all right and that he's going to resurface. Um, don't count it yet. We'll find out Saturday afternoon around three o'clock, maybe maybe a bit earlier. But this knee injury has been uh, no easy recovery. We don't know how serious it was. The longer it takes him to get back, the more serious uh, we have cause to believe it was. But it's certainly uh, been an issue here, and um, they need him desperately back. Um, for the speed, for his coverage abilities, and because of the the holes in the secondary um, created by other absence with uh, Christian Fulton on injured reserve right now, and because Desmond King, who was acquired by the team on Monday and will not be at the Titans facility and on the field until Saturday. So he's been in Zoom meetings all week, but the Titans need to see how that translates. And Mike Vrabel is not as confident as you might imagine that this thing is going to, to just happen. Um, he said, you know, if it's a, a pass rusher that you could just kind of walk out there and say, go chase the quarterback, that would be one thing. But based on the communication and the, the collaboration that goes on for somebody like Desmond King in, in an NFL game, but he needs to, to get a better handle on how that's all going to translate with the Titans get together on Saturday. So he'll be part of uh, the, the walkthrough that the Titans hold the day before a game. I'm sure he'll stick around late with coaches and and maybe they'll get some of the guys in the secondary to stick around late with him, but they have to assess what he can do. Um, I feel like it'd be awfully hard not to play him based on who else is left, but it's possible. After that, you've got uh, Malcolm Butler, who's going to go against Allen Robinson in a, in a, what's bound to be a very, very physical battle. Chris Jackson could could is probably if Adoree doesn't play the other starter on the outside. Ty Smith could be the other starter on the outside. He's questionable with a shoulder injury, and then you've got three practice squatters, and we saw two of them called up last week, and Kareem Orr and Breon Borders. There's also Maurice Smith down there. He's listed as a DB, but he's a cornerback. Chris Milton. The great special teams player is also a cornerback. They do not use him there. He, he's not really a, a factor in that mix. If he was, they'd be using him by now. So um, this is an Apache group. Now, uh, Adoree Jackson and Desmond King would make it a lot better. They could have one. They could have both. They could have neither. 
big, uh, big day on Saturday in terms of finding out about Adori King. We won't know about for sure until Sunday, unless for some reason uh, news gets out about him on Saturday. I certainly will be chasing it. Third down defense. Titans offense is a pretty good group. It didn't play. It didn't finish um, in Cincinnati, which is part of the reason why the Titans fell to five and two and lost their second game in a row. And now they go against the best third down defense in the league in Chicago, um, which has a very good front. Akeem Hicks. Khalil Mack, trouble. Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith, and and Danny Trevathan in the middle are a a well-regarded pair of inside linebackers. If you read Blake Bettingfield at paulkuharski.com, the scouting report, one of the best things that I have, he talks about how Smith and Trevathan um, could be a problem for the Titans in the middle of the field. Um, particularly coming forward to slow down Derrick Henry. Um, Eddie Jackson, a very good safety, going to be a factor in that as well. But this is a good defense. This is a good third down defense, unlike what the Titans present. So you've got a good Titans offense against a very good third down defense. Then you've got a bad Bears offense against a terrible third down defense than Titans the worst in the league by a lot. Does Nick Foles find ways? Dean Pease said on the Midday 180 with Chad Withrow, Jonathan Hutton, and I on Friday that the, the, the third down thing has become a mental thing now for the Titans, that they think, boy, we better convert this instead of, yeah, we're going to convert this, and that that's a problem when you start thinking that way and you start expecting it to be a problem instead of expecting to get off the field. And the only way you turn that is by getting off the field. And we know that these bad games, these bad, bad games with third down defense start with the early drive where they give up a third and seven and they give up a third and 11 and things spiral. And maybe they get a handle on it late. Maybe they get a handle on it too late. It can't, can't be the case here at Nissan stadium got to, uh, you know, peace and, and plenty of people think the whole thing runs through the run game and David Montgomery. And if you can slow him down and present problems there, then you've got a chance, but they've got nice receivers. Robinson's really good. Miller and Mooney are a nice combination. This is another offensive line that's missing people. Bobby Massey's hurt. Um, white hair has, uh, is on the COVID list. Uh, this is, is not a great offensive line, and it is depleted. They, they're going to be playing a practice squad center because white hair is hurt, and, uh, or white hair has COVID, and Mustafa, the backup, is out hurt. You're talking about an unknown practice squad center. Now, last week we got excited because the Bengals were injury depleted. They didn't have a COVID element, but they were were down. And we said, if not now, when will the Titans ever rush the passer? And they hit Joe Burrow twice and didn't sack him. And so this week we say, all right, second bite at the apple. 
they absolutely should be able to rush Nick Foles. Except, what do the Titans have at outside linebacker this week? Vic Beasley's gone. That's a good thing. Jadavian Clowney is questionable. And NFL Network has reported that he's likely to miss Sunday and Thursday against the Colts because of knee problems. And so Harold Landry is in place. And opposite him, instead of Clowney, we could see Derek Roberson finally. We could see a mix of Derek Roberson, Tuzar Skipper, and Wyatt Ray, two guys from the practice squad. And look, Mike Vrabel's got hopes for his young guy, but here's one of the places that Mike Vrabel's really good when he's talking to us. He's not going to blow smoke about young guys and say that they're going to come in and light up the world. Here he is on Skipper. Skip's brought energy. He's conscientious. We see him getting better and executing in the meetings. He goes out. He's been on the scout team for us a little bit. He's giving us great looks, and he seems to be a great teammate. I see him talking to guys. I see him trying to help guys. He's learning our stuff. And again, we'll have decisions to make as we move forward with who those guys are, those guys being the guys who are going to play Sunday. And he can certainly be one of those guys that comes up with the guys that come up from the practice squad. And we'll have some of those guys this week. Gives you a little insight into Skipper. But that's no rave review, right? He's brought great energy. First thing the Titans need from whoever is playing, in addition to Landry and maybe Clowney, is energy. There was no energy from Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley sapped energy from the team with his lack of energy. Took it away. But this is not a rave review of Skipper. He is what he is. He's a practice squad guy. Now he's probably getting a chance. And look, Skipper is the most likely more likely than Wyatt Ray. I think they're going to both be up, but Skipper was protected, one of the four protected guys, so the Titans made sure he couldn't be signed away this week. Derek Roberson, he's played in one game. He had a banged-up knee at the beginning of the season. He's been sick a couple times. Played in one game. Titans clearly down on him. He was asked, uh, Vrabel was asked to assess Roberson in practice. Uh, and whether he gives extra juice as a player who hasn't played much this season. Vrabel, we'll see on Sunday. Quarterbacks aren't live, not that many live reps. There'll be a lot of guys that get opportunities on Sunday, and we'll all benefit from watching them and seeing how it goes. Some guys will take advantage. Some guys may or may not. That's the nature of the business. We ask everybody to be prepared, to be ready to play in a football game, and if you get the opportunity to make the best of it, his message to those guys, chance is coming. Go take it. I'm not going to talk you up and act like you're going to go give us something special. I need to see it. Same thing fans should be thinking, right? It's all right to be excited to finally see Roberson. He, he, he had a nice little spark for him at the end of last season. These other two guys, Skipper, Wyatt Ray. Wyatt Ray flashed a little bit during training camp once in a while. But... Um, you know, look, the tendency is to think they can't be worse than Vic Beasley. They can't be worse than Vic Beasley in terms of bringing energy. That is for damn sure. But they've got to stop the run, and they've got to show some juice getting to the passer. And, um, you know, it's a 
bad offensive line with a lot of substitutes. Go make a mark. Go make a damn mark on a team that's desperate for pass rush help for a team that needs to stop, stop the run against a very good running back who, who can really do some damage. Scoring efficiency. Scoring efficiency for the Titans has been something to behold. This is from the Titans themselves. Touchdown drive efficiency for the 2002 Titans through seven games is 36.1%. More than a third of the time they have the ball, they score a touchdown. Previous high since 2000, last year. So this is the Ryan Tannehill Titans. Ryan Tannehill, Arthur Smith Titans. Last year, they were 27%, which was the highest. Previous high, 2016. That was Mariota's great year, right? 24.3%. 2003 was McNair's MVP year, 21.9%. 2002, 20.9%. 36.1% of the time the Titans have the ball, they go score a touchdown. Crazier than that, this season, with Goskowski having the troubles that he's had, the Titans, when they have the ball, score 50% of the time. Again, I say this over and over. Drop to your knees and give thanks for the offense that Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith and Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry and that offensive line and A.J. and John U. and everybody involved is giving you. It is something we never in a – I've covered the team since it was in Houston. This is unlike anything we ever could have imagined. It's something so many of us said. How about just one time you be an offensive football team? How about just one time you show a hint of being a modern offensive football team? This team is scoring 50% of the time it has the ball. It's a coin flip when it gets the ball as to whether it's going to score or not. That is remarkable. The previous high for scoring drive efficiency was last. Oh, all right. This isn't stacked in order. Let's see here. Uh, Looks like 38.5% in McNair's MVP year, 2003. 38.5%. They jump all the way to 50%, 50%. You see Arthur Smith walking on the field and you're in range of him. You should scream, thank you for 50% scoring efficiency. Thank you. That is, is remarkable. Stat time. These are remarkable stats by Inside Edge. Stat service I subscribe to that is well worth it. The Bears have started 10 drives inside their own 10-yard line this season. That's the third most drives started that deep in the NFL. The Rams have 12. The Jets, unsurprisingly, um, also have 10. The Bears have started 10 drives inside their own 10-yard line. I don't have a lot of faith in the Titans special teams in this game. You got a new punter, unknown guy, new um, snapper, in uh, Matt Overton for this game. Uh, special teams has not been playing very well. Allen Robinson, Robinson, who I mentioned earlier, terrific 
player, terrific player on first down. He has 330 receiving yards on first down this season, the fourth most among NFL wide receivers. It's going to be a tall order for Malcolm Butler. A tall order. Here's some fumble stats. I'm going to combine these two. The Titans are 15 and two when they force at least a fumble. That's since 2018, the best in the NFL. 882 winning percentage. The league average is 627. They're 10 and one when forcing at least one fumble since 2019. So that's gotten even better. Second best. Basically, they force a fumble, they win. The one thing that's bailed them out of the awful, awful, awful third down defense has been some turnovers. Didn't happen for them in Cincinnati, but it has happened for them in some of these other games. They've been opportunistic with the turnovers, with the takeaways. Need them, need them, need them. Last number for you here. Titans have rushed the ball on 57% of their plays from scrimmage in the red zone since week five of 2020. So uh, what does that mean? Week five of 2020. It's the last couple of weeks. The Bears have allowed just two rushing touchdowns in the red zones in, in the same time. That's a shitty stat. I shouldn't have read you that stat. Ignore that. I cut and pasted that in here and I thought it meant something, but I didn't realize it was since week five of the 2020 season. And what are we in week eight? Scratch that shit stat. Sorry. Hey, I hope you get what you're looking for out of your football weekend, whatever you're looking for on Saturday out of your college teams and um, whatever you're looking for on Sunday. I know you're hoping that the Titans can right the ship um, with or without the guys they need help from. Listen, they've won games before, missing some key cogs. They've been missing Adore Jackson all season, and they, they've managed to win five games without him. So all is not lost here. They can recover, and they can beat the Bears. The Bears, you know, they've got, they've got some things going for them, but they're not the best defense. Uh, they're not the best defense out there, and um, they're very good. They're not the best, and the Titans have a damn good offense. And I, I'm most intrigued by that. I look forward to watching it unfold. You need to be a member of paulkuherski.com. $5.99 a month is uh, really nothing. Price of a fancy cup of coffee or a fancy cocktail. Join and be a part of private Periscope Facebook Live broadcasts. Get Blake Bettingfield's pregame and postgame scouting evaluations. Get everything I write. Join the club. Be a member. If you're a true Titans fan, it's a mandatory part of the lifestyle. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. Thanks for joining me. Please check out my other podcast called Elsewhere, brought to you by 104.5 The Zone, my radio station. New episode drops uh, early next week. Thanks for your support. I appreciate you. The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.